in a little tent Oh, and just like the river I've been running Ever since It's been a long A long time coming But I know A change gonna come Oh, yes it will It's been too
anybody there? It seems that we've lost Mr. Richardson, so uh, stand by just a minute. See if I can get them back. Please stand by. Then I go 
to my brother And I say, brother, help me please But he winds up Knocking me Carry on. It's been a long, 
Due to technical difficulties, folks, we are having uh, trouble getting everybody together. Please stand by. We're working on it.
Go ahead. Start it again, Judge. Okay, good um, good evening. We have with us today some wonderful guests who are creating a credit union in the middle of Kansas City, in the heart of Kansas City, for uh, the community that's going to need the financial support um, and also uh, development in, in the inner city to get them back on their feet and learn how to manage money and invest money. Um, it's the We Development Community Co uh, Development Credit Union, and it is uh, set up by uh, Ajamu Webster, and then Gwen Washington is the CEO of the, the organization. We have both of them on today to talk about uh, some of the things that they're trying to do for Kansas City and how they set this up and, and what they're doing it for. Uh, Ajamu Webster is the president of Ross Consultants, Inc., which is an engineering firm here in Kansas City. Uh, that helps with uh, engineering water infrastructure, and he's been he's been working in Kansas City doing wonderful things for many many years. I've known him for 35, 40 years, and he's done a lot of things with the um, Parks uh, Board Committee, uh, the Kansas City uh, Missouri Parks and Recreation. He was a board member there and commissioner, and also with the Missouri Training and Employment Commission. Um, he's been very involved with the WEA. W.E.B. Dubois Learning Center and very, very involved for years with the Black United Front. 
Um, so he's done a number of things here in Kansas City in addition to this. Um, and I'll let him talk about how he got involved in developing the, the uh, credit union. We also have Gwen Washington. Uh, she is the CEO of the organization, and she's had done a number of things also in that particular area. She has experience in being a mortgage loan officer with American Financial Network. Um, she has had her firm to Washington LLC and was president and CEO of that, a mortgage loan officer, and then a uh, manage, uh, in management at Mariner Finance, a branch sales manager at Community America Credit Union, and then an operations supervisor at UMB Bank. So she's got a lot of experience in developing uh, financial institutions, and so we're very pleased to have these two individuals on our show this afternoon, uh, Jamu and Gwen, uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you, Justine. Uh, and what, a, what an honor to be on your show with you and Rona and, and, and the great legend of Kansas City, MC Richardson. Uh, good checks in the mail, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, we'd like to, uh, since we got a little late to start, I kind of want to just jump into uh, the information about the credit union because I don't think that a lot of people are aware of what's going on and, and what you've got going. And it is a gem in the middle of Kansas City that people are just not aware of. So what brought you to develop this credit union? Tell us a little bit about the credit union and its purpose and then uh, how people can get involved in, in working with it. Because he asked me to chair it, he called me in his office and he said, John, well, I'd like you to chair this. 
I said, really? Then he told me, and you were not my first choice. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, I had a nice bubble, and then he burst, he burst it right there on the spot. And, uh, and by the way, uh, uh, Brother M.C. Richardson, his first choice was Ali Gates. And Mr. Gates told him, I don't do committees. And so, uh, <laughs> so he defaulted to me and uh, asked me to put together, you know, to chair the task force. And for those of you who have been around, and I know you know that Judge Peterson, when you put a 30-person task force in place, you better have a 10-person task force that'll actually do most of the work and then give report to the 30. And uh, that's what we did. And so we put together a small team, and that team went out. And for close to a year, uh, we, uh, in fact, we even had three organizers that worked with us over the summer. And we went out and talked to close to a thousand people. I mean, shoulder to shoulder, belly to belly, across kitchen tables to ask folks in our community, what is it that you want in terms of the, the future growth in the in the so-called uh, distressed areas of Kansas City? Now, I want people to know there's a state definition of what is a distressed community. And that's the medium income of the stress community is only 70% of the medium income of the community at large. So it's basically areas of the Kansas City that were, that were economically challenged, and for the most part, it fell in the third and the fifth district, a little bit of the sixth. And after doing that, our approach was, you know, we weren't going to just kind of fake it and say people, hey, come to a meeting and give us some input, then we'll go back and, and produce a plan. We really wanted it to be a robust community development plan from, from the bottom up. One, so we, we came back with several recommendations. And we told people when they came to the meetings, yes, we want you to come up with your broad business for what you'd like to see for your community. And then we told them, don't expect any money to come from the city. And from that, one of the members of, of our team working with community members uh, who said we need a, a financial institution, uh, she had the idea of a community development credit union as an appropriate response. And so we didn't know what a community development credit union was. We knew what a credit union was, but not a community development credit union. Well, for your listeners, uh, the difference is that if you have a field of membership, an affinity, for example, you can say, we'll take everybody who's an employee in the KKFI and we're going to put them into a credit union. Well, you got to be an employee at KKFI to join it. Um, and money's got to come from just the employees or family members. However, a community development credit union can receive non-member deposits. And that's when we look at that and we say, whoa, that means the city can make a deposit but not be a member? In other words, the city can put money in but not tell us what to do? I said, yeah. And uh, so that's why we moved in that direction. We gave our report to the city of Kansas City, Missouri in uh, 2010, and we knew that we walked around. You know, you all been downtown, and I know, Judge, you've been downtown, but it's City Hall. You make a report, you go around, and you shake everybody's hand, and then they right. rush you out the back door, and we knew that that was the last time we would expect uh, significant uh, city involvement. We walked out that back door, went right back in our community, and started planning this credit union, and it took that long to get us to where we are now. Um, and it's a testament, and it's not, it wasn't just me. I mean, it was a, a, a cadre of people uh, who hung in there all this time, and it's a testament to their dedication and their tenacity that we now find ourselves in a position
are very confident we will receive our charter uh, by no one, no later than the middle of August. We already have a location identified, and we already have a a a, uh, a lease in place. We already have contracts that we've developed um, with our with vendors to provide us with our equipment, and we've already hired our CEO, who's been on board for over a little over a year now, in Washington, because we're totally committed to making sure that we fulfill the obligations of this community when the community says that we need a financial institution that we own. And oh, by the way, the reason it's called redevelopment is redevelopment as opposed to re-re development. In other words, redevelopment is somebody else coming in and taking uh, uh, aim at your community, developing what they want, and going about their business or identifying it. Redevelopment means we do it for us, by us, and that's how we got to where we are now. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you guys are going to be up and ready to run sometime uh, in August, September, November-ish? Yes, August we will receive uh, our charter, and so we'll be up and running within a couple months after that, but we, again, we've already got our space on the lease. And I'll let you know, we're going to be in the Linwood Shopping Center uh, uh, on the east side of the street and just so for folks who are familiar with that area if you know where the bank is there now um where the bank is going to be torn down and we're going to be in the shopping center of course and when the bank is down you'll be able to look right at it and so we have our spaces already identified contractors ready to go to make the renovations all we're looking for now is the charter being granted to us and there's a, the organization that grants charters it's called the National Credit Union Administration, and they've committed to us that they will have our charter application approved to us uh, by July. So that's what we're looking at, folks, and we've never had a commitment from them before. But guess what? We just warmed out. They thought we'd be gone, but no, they don't know what this spirit of economic development and unity in Kansas City is all about. Class, so, um, this is Rona. Can I ask you, Jamu, so if I drop, like, um, you know, five stacks into um, the community development, um, a redevelopment. What are what are the possibilities of my returns? What kind of returns will I get? Can you address that question for us? Um, I will. Um, first of all, I'll say um, if you decided to do that, we would be extremely happy to serve you. We would thank you. Um, but when you talk about returns on on deposits. That's all going to be geared to the market, you know, to say that, you know, I would be remiss if I said, oh, we're going to pay you 5% or 8% or 1%. It, that would be hard to uh, to determine. But it would be market that would be, that, that would answer my question. Absolutely. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I mean, you know, every credit union, every bank is different, and banks pay on deposits according to what the market will bear and then what their needs are. One of the things I will say, and I think this is where, as a community of color, which is why we lag behind in personal wealth, according to other uh, groups, is our either misunderstanding of what it means or our lack of understanding. But when you talk about banking and how banking works, and I'm just going to give a brief synopsis of, of how banks and credit unions work. We take money in for deposit. We loan against that money, right? So that's how we make our money. There's a spread between what we pay you and what we return, what we get in return if we make a loan. 
so when you ask about rates on deposits, that's why I, I hesitate to say what we will pay. Oftentimes, you, you may drive down the street and see a bank and they'll advertise, you know, X amount percentage on a jumbo deposit. So if you deposit $25,000 for 18 months, they're going to give you X amount. And so all of those types of rates, they, they can do that. And oftentimes when you see something like that, it's because that bank needs deposits. They need the deposits so that they can loan money. So it's hard to say what we will pay, but yes, you're right. It is based on market. It's based on the need of the credit union. And it's based on how much money we can earn on that money. Thank you.
make your deposit, and put five dollars down to get you a membership, and you know. I don't know where else you can, you know, you own it, you're, owner, you're a part owner of a financial institution. And that's, so again, the day we open up in October-ish is where we need you to come in and put your money down. Let me ask you, this, oh, let me ask this MC Richardson, uh, what if I wanted to, say, get 20 membership at $5 a membership, what criteria will you use that I know I'm eligible to do this? So I, let me speak to that. So memberships are one, you have one membership share per person. Now, when I say that, that means your actual membership share, that's your savings account. So when, in credit unions, when we say uh, membership or we say share, uh, we're speaking of a savings account. So one savings account is your membership share. Now, from that, you can have other types of accounts or shares. For instance, you could have a checking account. That's also a share account that's, uh, that's in addition to your membership share. Everything starts with a membership share. So let's say you said, I'm going to open up $5 and put in my membership share. I'm going to open up a checking account and put 1000 in it. Then I'm going to open up a CD. I'm going to put 5000 in it. Each of those are shares of a membership, but your membership share is only one per person. That's every credit union across the entire country is one membership share because your membership share equals your vote. So every year the credit union will have a, uh, uh, an opportunity for members to come. They vote on uh, different issues. And so we don't allow more than one membership share because it's only one vote per member, if that explains your question. Okay, well, I do have a question. This is Martina, because at one point in time, there was um, some parameters and who could be, uh, and maybe I read that wrong. I read an no, article, that's and it said that there was the area boundaries of the river to 85th Street and truth to 435, that to be a member, you must either live, work, or worship in that area. And so, is that, that is, still the same? That is correct. And so, to give you a kind of a scale order magnitude on it, as far as live in that area, uh, that's probably 120,000 people who qualify because they live in that area. Now, worship and work, of course, that's a multiplier to that. So we're talking about a, a substantial number of people who have uh, the opportunity to participate. And I wanted to, does that help you with that? So you're quite right, uh, Judge, you're quite right. That is, there is, that is the criteria for uh, participation in the credit union. Either you live in the area, you work in the area, or you worship in the area. Or you have a or you have a family member. You have a family member that is a member of the credit union. You can also qualify through them. Okay. And okay. what's the area again? So the area is uh, uh, 9th Street to uh, to Bannister Road. Truth is the western boundary of some locations, but when you get downtown. It goes across the truth over onto the west side, and it goes out um, on the east. Uh, the eastern boundary is pretty much 435. Now, it's done by, the reason why I'm, I'm a little bit uh, vague on that, because it's actually done by, by, uh, by um, what's those codes, Quinn? Um, not zip codes, but uh, census tracts. Some by census tracts, and it's, it's based on the economic um, 
uh, level of the folks who live in the census tract. So it's not as clean as what I described for you. But you contact us, we have the map. We can tell you where you live and exactly whether you're in the district or not. But then again, like Wynn said, it's, do you worship in the district? Do you work yeah. there? Do you have a family member that, that can become right. a member? Then there you go. Right. Let me ask you. Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to get back to something you said, Brother M uh, MC. Okay. The reason that it's one share per person, um, because one, one would imagine uh, if it were a bank, then based on your level of investment will determine how many shares you have. So you can imagine if we had a community development credit union and, and we all have one share at $5 and then somebody came along and said, I'm going to buy $500,000 worth of shares. And our votes wouldn't really count. <laughs> True. <laughs> whatever they wanted. So it doesn't matter the amount of money you have on deposit. If you have just, you know, a minimal amount on deposit, you have just as much voting power as someone who has, you know, a hundred thousand dollars on deposit. You know, so it keeps it it keeps it such that the it's it's democratic and that our community can control it and not some one person who has a, like you, M.C. Richardson, that has a whole lot of money who wants to put it in there. I only got rich in my name. <laughs> you know, can, I, can I add to that? I just want to add quickly to that, too, um, the difference between a credit union and a bank. Bank obviously have shareholders, and that's where the profit goes, to the shareholders. And a credit union, shareholders uh, are really the members. So the profit goes back to the members. So in the way we pay that back is in better rates on our auto loans, uh, better uh, rates on our CDs. So the profit gets shared back with the members. And that's why, to a, a John point, you you know, if you got one person with $5 and one person with a half million dollars, you know, they're going to get the same thing. I mean, they're going to get the same rate, if, you know, obviously, if they're credit worthy and that type of thing. But there isn't this, well, because you have more money, you get a better rate than somebody else. So it, it, it definitely is more democratic. And it is definitely the way that credit unions, because they're member-owned, they turn that money, that profit, and they give it back to the members because you own this instead of a shareholder at a big bank. Let me ask you this. Is my $5, $10, $1,000, $1, can I be guaranteed that that amount of money belong to the credit union will be insured so we're insured by the uh, NCUA uh, banks are insured by the FDIC but we're all insured uh, basically I should say so credit unions are insured by the National Credit Union Association that means that when credit unions if there's a problem with the credit union you often don't find the government having to step in. Credit unions take care of each other. And I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but when we had Katrina, uh, credit unions got together back then. If a credit union were having problems in Louisiana, credit unions took care of each other. That's the foundation that we're based on. But your money is insured just like any bank. So up to $250,000 um, that's posted in every financial institution you go into. So, um, and then there's differences with joint accounts. So if it's you and your wife, you're each uh, insured up to $250,000 each. And then depending on what types of products and services. So, you know, there is no fear unless you've got $10 million, you know, you obviously wouldn't want to put it in one financial institution anyway. 
but uh-huh. there wouldn't be, you wouldn't have to worry about your money being insured because we're insured just like uh, banks are, just through the credit union association. Okay, so I, um, looking at the boundaries, I'm just outside of the boundaries. I live a little west of home. And so I would not be able to probably be a member, but I could still money in and support the credit union and have accounts there. I just wouldn't be a member to be able to vote. Is no, that that's, that's, not, that's not true. You, you work in downtown, right? But yeah, but I work over off of uh, off of 11th and, and Locust, which means I'm yeah. on the other side of truth. No, I think the, the downtown area, we have a piece of the downtown area that's okay. on our map. So we may be able to grab you because of that. Uh, and uh, we can double check that for you. But yes, we do go into downtown and go across to uh, to the west side. So uh, yeah, that's something cool. that we can check out for you. Okay, but suppose that I wasn't, although I might be. But if I was somebody who wasn't, maybe... You need like to go to church, Martina. Go to church. We're going to Reverend Miles Church anyway. Reverend Miles Church will get us in. Well, I understand. I'm talking about people who want to be, not me, somebody who wants to be involved but doesn't work downtown or is right outside of the guidelines, but they still want to they still want to support. And so there's people who don't yeah. live downtown. So what, and they would still be able to support, though, correct, and, and give, utilize the services. They just wouldn't be able to vote, correct? Well, yeah. can, I, can I speak on that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So non-member deposits, we are maxed. We have so much money we can take in as non-member deposits. So I would hate to say, yes, absolutely, you could do that. I would say you probably could. Um, it's just that the NCUA will monitor how much we have as non-member deposits. So whereas it would be great if we could take everybody's money, you know, those people who didn't live in the area, and say, yeah, come on, put your money in here. But the NCUA does regulate that, and then there's a, there's a max on how much we can have uh, for non-members. But I, I think I think we would find a way to qualify your membership. There there are a lot of different ways we can find it. I'm sure we could find a way to qualify. If you just tune in, you're listening to Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City, uh, Martina, uh, Rona, or your co-host, MC Richardson, uh, your host and producer. Want to know this? Uh, this is something if people want to. People want to know from the dollar to the cent or whatever. I know they should take good notes. I'm quite sure you will provide a, a vehicle or mechanism so we can know exactly what we're getting into so we just don't jump in and, and, and try to get in something. You know what, that's a, that's a great point. And many times people don't know what they're getting into. And, and uh, so here's the impact of that. One is that our community, and I had this happen, I had a couple of young men to come to work for me, actually it was three of them, and they were 19 years old, was their first job. And we gave them their first check. And right after we gave them their first check, we got a call from a check cashing place. And they said, hey, I want to make sure that these young men work for you because they got a check drawn from their company. And uh, we, is it okay for us to cash a check? And my wife, Kim, said, can you put them on the phone? And I put one of them on the phone, Marcus on the phone. She said, get those checks and come back to work. Uh, we took them back to work, and then we called our bank and sent them over there, and the bank set up an account for them. Why did I tell that story? A lot of times, we've gotten to a point in our community where we believe we cash checks at a check cashing place. Uh, we don't even know what predatory lending is all about. We don't even know what 
uh, payday lending is all about. And we are marketed to go there as opposed to going to a credit union, which is what we're heavily doing our marketing on and let people know this is about helping you manage your finances and get from being just a transactional person, like somebody who's just cashing a check, to getting to a point where you move up and develop your credit, get to a point where you can become a borrower, and where you can get a borrower, and see you become an owner where you can build wealth. So it's important for us to, to make that distinction because people need to know what they're getting into. The, 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 the option for dealing with a credit union or a bank is dealing with uh, predatory lending. And so, Brent, if you might, if you don't mind, could you talk a little bit about what it will mean for us for uh, to work with uh, consumer education and working on on this whole question of uh, of uh, training people about financial literacy? Absolutely. So I, I will say this: um, I spent a lot of years at another credit union, pretty large credit union in the Kansas City metro area, and managed the branch for almost 15 years. And the one thing that I saw over and over again is our lack of understanding how money works. And so there were people will come in, and, and I can tell quickly, somebody will come in and say, oh, I want to get a business loan, I want to start a business. So, okay, do you have a business plan? Well, how do I do a business plan? Well, how much money do you want? Well, I don't really know. But they can give you the story. They can, they can, they can you know, design for you the idea in their head of what they want, but they don't know the numbers behind it. So. That's one of the things that we want to approach, and we have the ability to sit down with people and take them from point A to point B. Being a mortgage loan officer, I see the same thing. People of color are afraid to pull their credit. They don't know what's on it. They assume it's bad, because if they go to a predatory lender, that lender is not going to educate them and sit down and say, let's look at your credit. Let's see what's right, and let's see what we can correct. They're not going to do that. But that's what we development is designed to do. Our goal is to have an in-house person who does only that, education, how to talk about your credit, how to improve your credit. The goal is to sit down with someone who maybe they sit down today, you pull their credit, their score is 550. Some people don't know that that's a poor score, but we want to educate them and say it is, and here's how, here's how you got there, here's how you can change it, and then here's what, what happens when your credit score increases. So that's a part of what we do on an ongoing basis. When we open up an account, is to have people sit down and talk about that and then develop plans for them. One of the things that I did at another credit union was I developed a plan where people use their own money. We, they borrow against it. This is the way everybody does it now, but I can tell you 15 years ago, there weren't many people doing it. But that's what we did. We sat down with people and we said, okay, you put $300 in the savings account, we're going to match you $300. Now, you can't touch that money. That money goes in the CD. We're going to pay you interest on that CD. We're going to turn it right around and we'll loan it to you if you have an emergency and you need that money. And we're going to loan it back to you at a very nominal interest rate. So you, there's no predatory interest on here. You pay it back. You do that a couple of times, you're going to see your credit score increase. And we did that several times, and you could see people go from really poor credit scores. And we had a gentleman who couldn't buy a house. And one of the young ladies that worked with me, she did that. She worked with him for six months until he was able to qualify for a mortgage loan. That's part of what we do as we develop it. When we sit down, it's not just about you put your money in an account, you walk away, 
you call us and ask for a loan and we say, sorry, we can't give you a loan because your credit score is too low. No, our goal is to take you from the beginning. Here are the challenges. Here's how we can help you. And then we loan to you. That's why having those deposits in the community development credit union are so important because without those, we can't loan. But it stays in the community. Okay. I really want to ask you about um, a term called unbank. I read an article that you guys, about your uh, uh, credit union before, and it said that the FDIC did a study in 2015 that said that 45% of the city's African-American households are unbanked which it looks like you're trying to address that issue with this credit union. Can you explain what that is and how that impacts the community? Well, well sure. The question of unbanked means that we don't have a relationship with a financial institution. So you're talking about people, for the most part, either paying cash or paying with money orders. You don't have a banking relationship. And there's a, you can be underbanked. You can have a relationship where you put money in, but you can't get any money out. Uh, they won't, you can't get a loan, but you can't make deposits. So the, the, the impact of that is enormous. And I think when it just made the point, and it's something that our community really needs to understand, and that is how wealth is created. Wealth is created, can be created from investment. And the amount of money that we can earn on interest from investments. People do that all the time with stocks uh, or appreciation on real estate. That creates wealth. The opposite is true. If you are paying more on interest than you should, or you don't have your money any place where it's earning interest, you are being robbed of your wealth. And so we look at our community and, and it's un unbanked or underbanked. We find ourselves in a situation where we are paying for money orders, which is a significant cost, or we're dealing with predatory lending. We are making the predatory lenders and others wealthy, and we are impoverishing ourselves, and it's due to lack of knowledge. People are taking advantage of us. So if we're going to remain unbanked, we're going to remain impoverished. Somebody's going to come up with a way of getting the money out of your pocket. And I say this, folks, and you would think, okay, yeah, but here's the deal. My son, who grew up right here in my house, and watched all of this go down, when he had his first real job, they set up a, a, a debit card with him, and they paid him to his debit card. It was amazing how much they were robbing him on fees and interest that way, but he thought that's the way supposed to get paid. So that lack of knowledge is uh, our lack of being unbanked or underbanked. That situation is causing us to lose, I would say, billions of dollars in and that could be accumulating to wealth in our community. We're making other people filthy rich and impoverishing ourselves. Well, I am so happy that you are getting this up and running for the Kansas City community, and I'm very pleased that you are getting some services and some programs and education programs. Can you give us just a quick synopsis of the type of services and programs that you, I know the CDs and I know the checking and the savings and, and some education. Are there any other programs or any other financial uh, things that you have to provide at your credit union that you didn't get a chance to mention? Well, I would just say um, our traditional uh, 
banking, credit union products, obviously, that you mentioned, but some of the other things to consider is um, the secured loan product that we'll have where you use your own money and borrow against it. Um, also, you know, probably year one, year two, we won't be able to, but we're hoping by year three, we're able to do mortgage lending, and that, that's going to be tremendous for the community. And I want to add, too, to what Ajamu said. When you're building wealth, individual wealth is great. Uh, community wealth is even greater. And so if you've got small businesses that want to come to the area and they want to open up a business across the street, but they don't have a bank that will loan them money, that's what we're there for, to help them navigate those waters. Because if they can do better in the community, we all do better in the community. So that's another part of business banking products is that what we'll have, and then eventually mortgage products. You know, unfortunately, we at that time again. But I want to make sure, and not only us, but uh, Judge and Rona, we have to have them back to educate the people, to educate to get them off to a good start so everybody can be beneficial to our community and our people. But when you, so when you open, maybe we can bring you on to let everybody know you've opened, where you're at, what you've got available, so that we can remind everybody um, when, when that comes up. Absolutely. My sister with money, but she tries to teach kids um, how to start to um, earn money. So um, I think we this was a great show, and I thank you for educating me. Black Chamber of Commerce, 
so I'm sure he'd uh, be happy to talk to you about setting something up in Kansas City, uh, in St. Louis, or being on his, uh, what was that website you got, Ira? Oh, we have the American Dream Marketplace, which would be very helpful what you guys have. All right. And um, I would like to hear from you, Miss Washington. My um, email address is rnn underscore hughes at yahoo.com, and I'm serious about those five facts. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> and my name is M.C. Richardson. I'm the chairman of the United Minority Media Association, and we are recruiting members. And we cover the Midwest Southeast region. We'd be happy to assist in whatever way we can from a media consultant or what have you. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate that insight. We appreciate all the work you're doing, and we are so excited and look forward to the opening of the credit union. Uh, Judge, who we got on next week? Um, uh, let's see. Next week is Alan. Um, Alan's gonna, Alan Gray is going to be on talking about um, the um, Alvin Ailey, and then also they've got a, a new uh, company down there at 18th and Vines at the, the Dow Brothers uh, organization that he set up down there, to, and so he's going to be talking about that and the kind of performing arts programs in Kansas City that he's involved with. So Alan Gray will be co-hosting next week with Wimsey. Okay, the other thing, we had a, a, once again, we're killing ourselves. We had a murder down on 18th and Vine, Gary Taylor, security guard. We got to do something, not only to protect others, but to protect ourselves. We said we need security, but when we get security, somebody has to fool and kill them. Amen, amen, because then they want to, you know, they want to talk about the police, we got to stop killing ourselves first. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Be sure to tune in. I would tell them, if they want to listen to this show again or any other show, how can they do that? Well, it's real simple. The station is Ferguson, USA, HotTalkRadio.com. You can go there on any computer device. Go to that, go to our home page, and go over to our podcast library. And all of MC shows will be listed up on MC Rich and guess who's coming to Kansas City. Thanks, everybody. And we look forward to reaching you. Ajamu, I look forward to learning about Southern because you graduated my first homecoming in San Francisco with Southern University. <laughs> I guess we're out of here. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I'll be standing on the corner